Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, it's Misty. This is Lattes and Legends. Hey friends, um, I meant to record yesterday, but I didn't come to my office because it was snowing. Um, I think we had like a foot of snow, so that was cool. So I'm here now. Happy President's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a latte, and that was at 8.30. It's now 10.30. And for about an hour now, I've been doing research for this and thinking about another latte. So I'm going to go get another latte after this is done. I'm off today, so I think it's fine. And it's still snowing. The sun is kind of peeking through. Apparently, it's supposed to snow again tonight. So here's your weather forecast. The end. Um, so... I'm super excited because one of my most wonderful friends in the whole wide world um, really started to enjoy my podcast, and it's my nephew. So, Donovan, if you're listening, I love your face off, which also means I've got to edit my um, adult language down a little bit because he's still young. Um, but, you know. It is what it is. Uh, I should be able to go through one sentence without saying cuss words anyway. So we'll see how that goes. So Donovan, if your mom says earmuffs, earmuffs. If she tells you not to repeat a word, don't repeat a word. Okay. I love you. Um, So uh, I don't know if anyone else is watching it or watched it, but there's the documentary of the Cecil Hotel on Netflix and I finished it last night and I want to say a couple things about it. I won't go too far into it in case you haven't seen it. I want to say that the first two episodes kind of creeped me out. The video of Elisa Lamb really creeps me out. Um, 
and I have a theory of my own about that, but that's for a different day, different show. I do also want to say that the internet sleuths at the beginning where I was like, okay, that's cool. I get it. I get that you want to solve crimes from your computer and your mom's basement. I get it. However, um, at the end, when the internet sleuths were accusing a man of murder that they didn't even know, that they didn't even have any info on, a man that attempted suicide because of what people did to him online is so shitty. The fact that they, the case was closed, no one's apologized to this poor man, like, horrible. So, internet salutes, if you're listening, be fucking kind to people. For real. Human beings have feelings and emotions, and the way that these people treated that man was horrible. Um, I say that. And I just want you guys to know that um, if you're listening, I love you. Anyway, that's my little soapbox on that documentary. Um, I need some more documentaries to, to watch and some new podcasts to listen to. So if you have some, please email them to me. Lattesandlegends at gmail.com. You can also email me your stories. Um, with that being said, I was watching the documentary about the Cecil Hotel, and so I decided to plunge into a few haunted hotels, because I don't think I've done too much of this, Um, so this will be now season four, episode one, and we're going to start talking about haunted hotels. Okay, here we go. So the first hotel I'm going to talk about is the Roosevelt, and it's located in Los Angeles. Um, And the second one I'm going to talk about is one I've actually visited. I have not stayed at it, but I visited it. Visited it. Um, And it's the Bourbon Orleans in New Orleans. So sources for today's podcast are um, Wikipedia, cntraveler.com, la.curbed.com, hauntedrooms.com, vice.com. Patch.com, um, storiedhotels.com, seeing-stars.com, Atlas Obscura, my favorite, bourbonorleans.com, hauntedrooms.com, louisianatravel.com, hauntedhawking.com, theculturetrip.com, and um, syncopatedtimes.com. I would also like to tell you that you could book a room at either of these hotels on their websites. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the history of the Roosevelt. It was built in 1926, and it was known as the, the golden era of Los Angeles architecture. And it was named after our 26th president. That's right, Theodore Roosevelt. Um, it was financed by a group that included Louis B. Mayer, and Douglas Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back then it cost about $2.5 million to build. Today's money would be $36.8 million. 
um, and it was opened on May 15th, 1927. So around the 1950s is when the hotel began to decline. Um, there were some renovations that went on um, that lasted a very long time, and the hotel was just kind of in shambles. Um, the $35 million renovation took place in 1985, and it reopened. Um, the lobby was restored. They added this three-tiered fountain. Uh, gorgeous. So it's 12 stories in height. has 300 guest rooms and, 30, and 63 suites. It is near the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And the look inside is like a Spanish colonial revival style. Um, there's rooms named after lots of famous people, including one of the penthouses that's named the Gable Lombard penthouse after Clark Gable and his wife, Carol Lombard. Um, they stayed there for $5 a night. There's also a Marilyn Monroe suite as well as poolside cabanas. Oh yes. If you are visiting Hollywood, you should go here and visit. Um, so the first Academy Awards were held here in 1929. Um, the tickets were $5 each. The awards lasted only five minutes and they only gave out 13 statues. Crazy, huh? Um, the Blossom Ballroom, sorry. <laughs> the Blossom Ballroom is where the Oscars were held. Um, and coincidentally enough, Prince did a bunch of shows there right before he died. So yeah, up close and personal with him. He actually sold out seven shows in two weeks and people paid up to $3,000 to see him there. Um, and his personal chef came and designed the whole menu for those in attendance. Oh, wow. So apparently he wanted to stay in the Gable Lombard penthouse um, and he put down his white shag carpet and portraits of himself all over the room. That's a little tidbit of info. Um, okay, so the real reason we're talking about this is because it is supposedly haunted. So let's talk about why there's a suite named after Marilyn Monroe. So Marilyn Monroe was beautiful, upcoming actress around this time. Um, and people absolutely adored her. So she called the Roosevelt home for two years in the 40s. And her first magazine cover shot was there um, at the hotel pool. So, of course, in the 50s, she became incredibly famous. And um, as her career progressed, she had some problems with substance abuse and mental illness. Um, and even people labeled her as difficult to work with because of her issues. In 1962, she died in her home in Brentwood um, of an apparent overdose, which you guys know the conspiracies on this one if you know anything about Marilyn Monroe. So I know a lot of people talk about how if you died somewhere, that's the place you haunt or whatever, but apparently she still likes to linger around her old room, 1200, 
Um, so residents that have been there see her pop in and out of the mirror. Um, and a lot of them have been so creeped out by it that they asked to stay somewhere else. Um, even one of the maintenance workers has said many people see Marilyn in the mirror daily. Interesting. So another celebrity ghost uh, is Montgomery Clift. That said, um, and people say that they see him roam the Roosevelt. Um, he also had a really rocky life when it comes to Hollywood and the stuff he had to put up with. And apparently he was bisexual and his sexuality was not something that people talked about in the 50s. Um, the tabloids found out about it, even though he tried to be very private about it. Um, he uh, was in a horrible car accident in 1956. He smashed into a telephone pole and um, his face was disfigured. It also put his life in some serious danger. Um, but he did survive. Um, his um, acting teacher called his life, quote, the longest suicide in Hollywood uh, because with all of the pain and everything from the accident, he started using prescription painkillers and alcohol. And that's how he coped with how he looked in his new life. And he tried to go back to acting, but he died of a heart attack in 1966 when he was 45. His spirit is said to occupy room 928. And apparently it's always messing with the thermostat or the radio. So some people that have visited that room say it's trying to communicate with the outside world. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about Clark Gable. So Clark Gable is known best for his role in Gone with the Wind. And it happened one night. He um, earned an Academy Award and he was married to Carol Lombard. And she was also a star. Um, she was the highest paid actress of her time. And she met him on a film project that they were working on. First, they were just strictly professional and kept it like that. But they were both married at the time that they met. So it wasn't... Um, really something they could uh, do. So they reconnected at a ball and that's when they began their affair. Gable was actually still married at the time, but Carol Lombard was not anymore. So where did they hide their romance? Oh, at the Roosevelt. Yes, of course. Um, the 12th floor room today is currently known as the Gable Lombard Suite. Um, because they spent so much time there and they say that that room is haunted with their spirits as well. Hmm. Um, another famous person that stayed there was Bill Bojangles Robinson. He was a famous tap dancer in the thirties. Um, if you've ever been to Richmond, Virginia, there is actually a statue of him. There. Just a fun fact. Um, so he was in a 
lot of films. He was actually in four films with Shirley Temple. Um, and he spent a lot of time there with her. Um, and apparently one of the routines they did was filmed on the steps of the Roosevelt. And some people say you can still hear him tap dancing there. Interesting. So those are a few fun facts about the Roosevelt and the haunted spirits that linger there. And now on to the Bourbon Orleans Hotel. The history. So this hotel dates back to around 1817. Um, and it was built by an entrepreneur named John Davis. When it opened, there's this giant ballroom in there and it centered um, around different events in the, in the area. And most of the people that came to this ballroom, they were very prominent people of New Orleans. Um, carnival balls were held there, masquerade balls. It was a grand, grand place to be if you were part of the well-to-do in New Orleans. In 1827, it became a meeting place for the state and house, and it was rumored that Andrew Jack Jackson um, also ran for, for office from there, but that's just a rumor. Uh, so the ballroom was very successful, and John Davis decided that he would build a theater across from it, um, which introduced French opera to the locals, and added a lot more culture and gaming and dining rooms. It was fabulous. So by 1881, the ballroom and the um, theater were bought by the Sisters of the Holy Family. Uh, they were used as convents and schools, and they remained the owners for about 80 years. So the property was then sold and became the Bourbon Orleans Hotel. So the hotel gives guests access to things like dining and shopping and nightlife and dinners with so many wonderful things there um and the history is just grand uh, all right so when it was a convent and school there's lots of interesting things that happened um yellow fever infected a bunch of the children and it took their lives a lot of the nuns died for strange reasons. And so now when people stay at the hotel, they report hearing kids laughing up and down the halls. Um, some guests of the hotel say that their shirts were tugged at from the back, like a kid, like kind of messing with you. Um, there's other tales that say you can hear people being tortured around room 644. Um, and apparently that's the room where none committed suicide. A bloody soldier limping down the hallway can be found on the sixth and third floors. And apparently there's a woman dancing who is not really there in the ballroom near the chandeliers. Um, so I wanted to look further into the stories about this hotel. And so there's a website. I just wanted to read a little uh, from this website. The website is hauntedhawking.com and they talk about visiting the um, ballroom. So let's see. When they're in the ballroom, 
here we go. This is what it says. I'm quoting all of this. All right. The ballroom has a ghostly dancer from the mid-1800s when the building was used as a ballroom and theater and where wealthy gentlemen could meet young mistresses. One of these mistresses is said to return to the ballroom and dances beneath the chandeliers. During our filming, the EMF in the cameraman's hand kept spiking and a shadow would appear in front of him. You can see a shadow behind and also one in the front. They do have a picture, so you guys can check this website. Um, and no, there was not a flash on the camera to make the shadows. Hmm. All right, so now this is, they're talking about the sixth floor hallway. Sixth floor hallway where a little girl has been heard running and a Civil War soldier saunters along the carpeted floors. This hallway is in the Bourbon Orleans Hotel and is haunted by the soldier on the sixth floor. The building has gone through many hands over the years. All right, that was all them. All right, so um, just a tidbit of that. Also, um, they do talk about how there's a cemetery nearby um, and they also could hear the sounds of the nun committing suicide or being tortured or what have you. So you should check out that website as well. Um, I think that's pretty much all I have for today. I don't want to talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, but yeah, I will continue to try to do these weekly. It's really hard, you guys. After Friday, I just check out. Let me know how bad I am at social media for this. Anyway, um, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Lattes and Legends Podcast. And I just wanted to, ooh, I need to give a shout out to a couple of new podcasts that I'm listening to. I know I've talked about Let's Not Meet. Um, there's a couple more I wanted to talk about. Um, this is actually happening. Something was wrong. Red collar and about a girl. About a girl is amazing, and it's um, by the same people that do Disgraceland, although not voiced or hosted by Jake Brennan, but hosted by a woman instead. And it talks about the women and rock stars and musicians' lives, and it gives their side of the story, which is pretty amazing um, because the one about David Bowie and um, his first gal, what's her name? Angie Bowie, um, is amazing. So you guys should definitely listen to those and I will be talking to you guys next week. Enjoy the winter weather and have a latte for me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.